Hello? What's the topic? I don't know. <laughs> Last week was my topic. It was? Indirectly. We just ended up having a conversation that turned into the topic. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't really yours. Oh, it was mine. It was all my thoughts and all my ideas. What's the topic? <laughs> we can talk about my sadness yesterday. Yeah, it's going to pull in a lot of numbers. Autumn's lonely. Autumn's depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are there any original topics in the world? Are there things that haven't been said? Yes. You think so? You believe so? Yeah. There are things that haven't been said. I don't know. And it has you ever to... say something and then you think about like, wow, I feel like no one's ever said that before in their life, like in the world. No, usually if I say something that I feel like that, I think, but somebody has, and I could probably do a quick internet search and find it. The internet has made mm. things because I do that quite often. I think this is an original thought and you look it up and someone's already had the idea on Reddit and they posted it. How about like, I don't know, just weird words pushed together. Well, so no, that's nonsense. Mm. It has to be not nonsense. Yeah. Something that's logical. What a headache. That's never been said before. <laughs> How late were you out? What were you doing? Spending your uh, hard earned dollars. I, um, well, I went to Ikea. That's when I was texting you because I was sad. And so, then you, so you turned to consumerism. I got this, uh, cool oversized like egg chair thing to put on my patio. I'm going to sit in it. Oh, is it enclosed? Nice. Is it one of those things with a roof on it? Uh, I think there's something above you. Like it's you not like a roof. No, but it's like an like it actually looks like an egg. Actually, looks like an egg, and it's there's a cutout where you squeeze in. Um, and, yeah, but it's not so. Here, like I'll show it. And to you me. pretend to be the embryo. Hey, well, we should just start the show. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. I have a headache. My name is Greg Russ, and Autumn. Before we started the show, between the pre-show and now, she showed me a picture of the egg chair that she bought. Turning to consumerism is what is happening in Autumn's life. Many lives. Look, I can't say I'm above it either. Uh, turning to consumerism when there's an emptiness. This is exactly where they want us. To be a good American, when you're feeling something negative, buy things. And that will fill the hole temporarily, but it's not a, a forever fix. So then you mm -hmm. return to buying things again. What's that? You need a $100 cheese knife? No. But right now, that seems really cool because there's this idea. You're feeling lonely. I'm going to host fancy parties and people well, are going to come over. Once I get over. that cheese knife, when it gets here, I'm going to be cutting cheese like nobody's business. You lean Wait, in. isn't that a way of saying fart? Yes, cutting Cut cheese. cheese. Sorry. Which is a shame because I enjoy cheese and to tie it to farts is ruined it. Like there's, there's a possibility I can forever tie that to my brain probably now because we're talking about it. So now for the rest of my life, whenever I eat a piece of cheese, I will think of someone farting. There's Anytime you cut some cheese, which doesn't even make sense because I don't feel like cheese smells like farts. Some of it. I mean, one it smells like feet. Some there's all stenches with cheese, right? I know, but I don't, I've never smelled a cheese that's fart smelling. There was some cheese that I got when I was in Vienna, traveling the world oh, as a, as a world as a world traveler. Uh, but everything's closed on Sunday there, so I was prepping on Saturday. I was like, I need to get items, some supplies, so I can survive this one day. And I went to the store and I grabbed a bunch of things and I bought some cheese that looked like brie. 
but it had mm-hmm. an orange rind that looked like Munster. And I like Munster cheese. And I said, wow, this is like Munster and Brie. This is going to be amazing. I don't know what it was, but it was the nastiest, smelliest cheese. And I still tried to eat it despite the smell. And I, I, I gagged and I had to flush oh. it down the toilet because I couldn't even just throw it away because it smelled so bad. So I broke it into little pieces and you flushed it. You love putting food down the toilet. Hey, when you don't have a garbage disposal, what are you supposed to do? For, you put it in a plastic bag and you tie a knot and you take it down to a trash. Soup, soup does not work that way. And I'm a big lover of soup, as you know. You love putting, the thought of putting soup down the toilet is so disgusting. It's to fun me. to look Just at. The poor, no, it looks, it, I feel like it looks like undigested poo. It does. It looks, it looks like somebody had awful diarrhea or vomited. Yeah. Ew. And then you, oh, I can't. And then you say, come look at this. And you giggle like an idiot. <laughs> and then you flush it and then, then it's gone. And that's satisfying too, to see that mess. And then so easily it's cleaned up. You know, once in a while you get a piece of potato or a pea that stays behind and you have to do a second Ew, flush. Like, do you ever um, go in and lift up the lid and you find like, yeah, some weird like <laughs> slice of potato that got stuck to the bottom of the the, the lid? Yeah, there was, there was a time. Yes, there's been a few instances, but there was a time that I threw some food into the toilet and then I cut my hair and I threw the hair in there and I made it as disgusting <laughs> as I could make it. Oh so it was, my God! But you know what it is. It's not like it's a real thing that came out of I someone's know, body. I don't, I don't even look at my own poop. You don't like to check it out? No. I think it's important, right? Because it tells you if you're healthy or not. I understand. Like, I have seen it. It's not like I've never seen my poop. <laughs> but I don't, I, I don't do that thing that many people do where they turn around and look at it. <laughs> they like to study it. That's, yeah. Yes, it's very disappointing. Have you ever gone to the bathroom in a black toilet bowl? Oh, I remember thinking that was so cool. You can't see anything. Uh-uh. You, don't have, no, you have no clue. I guess if it's green or some color that it's not supposed to be, then it would stand out. And you'd say, uh-oh, things are wrong. They should make a toilet that is that material or maybe that paint or whatever it is that's like the blackest of black. That is almost like, I don't think it's legal. Right? I don't think you can actually purchase it. But it's like this blackest of black, like zero, it absorbs zero light. This sounds like an urban legend to me. Not that it exists, but that you can't buy it. Or maybe... Well, the only reason why I think you can't buy it is because uh, I, I was watching Grimes talk about um, this thing that... Sh- this, like, crown or something that she was wearing to the Met Gala. And she wanted it to be made out of that black, black material. And they wouldn't... You can't buy it. And so what they did was, like, they sent her a sample and then... Elon Musk like used his I don't know magic ma- magic rich person power to <laughs> turn it into a crown like maybe use like a 3D printer to and use the material I, I can't remember but so I don't think you can buy it but well, you can buy it's like dangerous you can buy I need to look into it more because the, the closest thing I know is duvetine which you can buy for film sets you can see it but when it's on camera it absorbs the light, so it gives it a very black, empty, nothing yeah. behind the person look. But in real life, it doesn't look like that. So it sounds like this material is something else, where to the human it eye. Is. Yeah. Well, the blackest material? Well, getting back to Vanta our- black. <laughs> it <laughs> soaks up 99.96% of the light that hits it. And so <laughs> you're just not allowed to buy it, is what you're saying. I don't think you're allowed to buy it. Fuck. What is wrong with you can't thing? create a, an outfit 
at night and go walking and then you get hit by cars and then you sue. Like that would be my scam. Like, didn't you see me? Yeah. No, dude. When it was impossible to see the person. The 0.04% of the light that was hitting you. I couldn't see it. I do. I Sometimes I think they need to get a, a dash cam. Speaking of buying things that I don't necessarily yeah. need. Well, maybe that is something that I do need. Maybe that is a thing uh, that's helpful because in the long run, it, it's less so here that people run scams. But mm-hmm. in other countries, like people slam on their brakes, you hit them. Uh, or they cut in front of you and you hit them. Like they're trying to, to get you to Or they them. stop you. Did you see that video of the, the like group of people that stopped on like one of those like bridge type things and they got out and they were going to go attack the guy in the car behind them to like rob him or something. And instead he just like pressed the gas and pushed their car and like messed them up. But he has documentation at that point. Yeah, because so he had a dash cam. Yeah, I had someone, I saw something else where someone threw themselves in front of a car and then faked mm. like they were hurt. And then the dash cams are and they get up and they run away. So maybe that's something that I should get. I, I don't know. Do you feel like you would? Not get- that I'm not, a, no, I'm not encountering scams, but I think for the sake of just regular everyday driving. Yeah. You know, you can incriminate yourself, I guess, if you do something illegal or, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the streets here. Well, you delete the tape. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in, in New York pedestrians and bikes and just shit all over the place and you have to be mindful and you know i could very well not be paying attention and hit someone but on the flip side it could be their fault but if it's someone who's a pedestrian Mm. and there's no evidence usually they're going to side with well i don't know there's a big thing where people get hit and killed by cars and quite often the drivers aren't charged really i guess they're traffic cameras yeah i mean like it's if you accidentally hit someone and you kill them, or even if you just really injure them, and it was an accident, and you weren't negligent, you weren't texting, right? Like I think that's punishment enough. Like you're gonna, can you get what's but what's involuntary manslaughter? You're gonna live the rest of your life feeling awful that you killed a person, right? So to take you that person and throw them in jail, but I, you know, I, I get the other side too. When if you're the family of the person, you want some kind of justice. Even if it's oh, at the expense. okay. So involuntary manslaughter involves recklessness or criminal negligence. Yeah. So if I was so texting, if, if that's not present, then maybe you're just. I think about it all the time. I drive very carefully in this city. Yeah, you have to. There's mm. a lot of cars shouldn't own the road in New York. It's I mean, I I pulled out of a spot the other day, and this bicyclist like slammed on the brakes and yelled at me and like went up on his front wheel. Because I didn't oh, see wow. him. I looked, yeah. but it was in a blind spot. And I didn't pull out quickly, thank God. But yeah. still, I pulled out and the guy continued on his way at that point. But I felt like an idiot. I was backing up at the grocery store and I almost backed up into a person walking. And he did that thing with his like arms out like, what the fuck? You know? And I had my window down and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. That was sorry. He was like, oh, it's okay. And it was a nice little interaction. <laughs> When people get very angry at first and then they you apologize yeah. quite often if you apologize. Sometimes yeah. people don't accept the apology. I think that well, car. Well, and too, but sometimes it's a way that you apologize because you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Then it still gives them the power. Like, yeah, you got to watch out, you idiot. You know, but if you're like, dude, sorry, my fault. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Did you just go on your way after that or did you feel yeah. stupid for the next few hours? Uh, No, I was fine because right, I liked how it ended. Like, yo, we all make mistakes. Oh, so if he was still angry, that would have sat with you. 
Yeah, I, then, but then I would have been like, what an asshole. It was an axe. Like, I didn't hit him. Relax, dude. Would you have... So, since you don't deal well with anger or other people being angry with you or being angry yourself, I'm, I'm thinking about this interaction where this person, you almost hit them, they scream at you, there's no nice resolution. It really was okay. just an accident. Nobody got hurt. Yeah. How would you feel after that? Would you... Like you just said that you would think, oh, what an asshole. But would it eat away at you? Would you be uncomfortable knowing that this person's out there cursing you in their mind, even though they have no idea what you look like anymore and they've completely forgotten, but they're telling their friends the story about how this bitch in the parking lot <laughs> almost backed into them. And can you no, fucking because believe I would this? think that, yeah, I would think that they're uh, little babies. Do you get extra angry then? So when you think, oh, this person's an asshole, see what would happen, I think to me uh-huh. is there would be a process. I would feel bad and stupid that I almost hit the person in the first place. And then them yelling at me, I would think the same thing you thought, wait, but they're overreacting. Like they know that accidents happen and and I apologized. Nothing bad happened. And then I would get really angry at them. And then I would think about how I wish I had run them over and (laughs) crushed their legs or something like that. No, I think I have like um, a little bit of nervousness at first. But I actually try and play it extra cool after that. Like, all right, dude, you're the idiot. You know, like, I remember I did something in the car once. Like, I don't remember what it was. Something about, like, maybe in a lane or I don't know. But this woman pulled up next to me and rolled down her window and was, like, shouting at me about, like, you got to be careful. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I... there's when when someone is sort of um heightened i sometimes get more chill and so in that moment i did have that adrenaline on the inside but i was like what are you talking about like i was kind of chill with her i was like okay lady like okay like she's so crazy at that point like i mean not mental state permanently not some kind of illness but the the reaction is out of line so a bit crazy I think it's easier to to dismiss. Like there was a time so that, yeah. Well, I was on a bus once, and some woman was yelling at me. I don't even know why. She thought I was taking pictures of her with a camera. So this, oh. I guess, this isn't a good example because I didn't even do anything wrong. She thought somewhere along the line that I took a picture of her with my phone, which I didn't, and I was listening to music, so I didn't even hear her yelling at me. But apparently, it was bothering other people on the bus. So someone tapped me on the shoulder. And I took out you know, the headphones and I said, yes. And then he said, this woman thinks you took a picture of her. And I said, hey, I didn't take a picture of you. And then she started screaming about how I listened to my music too loud. And, you know, in that instance, I, f- I started feeling bad about myself for whatever reason. But that one went away pretty quickly because she was so out there. <laughs> then it's easier yeah. to dismiss. It's like, all right, I didn't even do anything. The fact that I even for a second thought, oh, no, what have I done? It's like, that's, you know, that's saying something about me and my idiocy. Then what? No, it's just, you know, hey, wait, what did I do wrong? You know, for a second. And then you realize, oh, wait, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything. You're allowed to have that. You idiot. That's not your idiocy. <laughs> um, no. OK, so like if that guy had freaked out on me, I think I would be sad that he didn't accept my apology. Like even if he had stayed mad and like, it, you know, and not not crazy, but like if he was just like, got to watch out, you know, like and still kind of been mad at me as he was walking away. I would have felt sad. (laughs) 
<laughs> that he didn't accept. Like, accept my apology. It's me. I'm nice and friendly. Of I'm course. To be cool. Yeah. I mean, the statement, you got to watch out. It's like, oh, thanks for the lesson, dude. It's like, of course. Yeah. We all watch out. And it's pretty amazing when you think about it. The number of cars, obviously, there's a lot of accidents. But all the movement, all the different things happening on a yeah. street at any given time, the fact that it's working for the most part is pretty amazing. So to say, I mean, you it was gotta, nighttime and you know, I didn't see him. Okay. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah. I know that I might not have looked. The, I, the, <laughs> I might've forgot to look. <laughs> sure. So maybe you should have paid attention. I was really drunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there was a time that I was crossing the street and a car was turning and I had the right of way and they uh-huh. weren't paying any attention and almost hit me. And I, and I pounded their hood. Which usually probably isn't the best thing to do because then you leave a dent in their car and the person can get out. Yeah. But I, there was like a taxi driver. I was like, what the fuck? And there was a second time that happened. But I, if this person didn't see me and if I like I luckily saw them and I sprinted because if I didn't, I would have been hit. Oh, really? Yeah. Very. Yeah. And the car had no like I think the light was getting ready to change. They saw the flashing crosswalk. So, you know, especially the ones with the countdown. When it tells uh, you yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. 20, mm-hmm. 19, 18, and then you get to 6, 5, and the car Who voices up. that? Nobody actually voices Walk. it. Oh, that one. Walk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who does that. <laughs> Walk. I think I've looked it up quite often. The people who voice different things like the stand clear, the closing doors. Yeah. It's just a dude uh, who just, a, I mean, I'm probably a stand professional. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Probably a professional voice guy who did some voiceover, but nothing you would, like, no fame attached to him. Oh, yeah. Just a guy. Do you still have the recording of the old um, uh, plane train? Oh, Hal Man. from from the Atlanta airport, yeah. Yeah. That one was computer voice, right? Yeah, it sounds so good. <laughs> I, know we pl- I know we played this before when we did our airports episode. <laughs> worth it but i can oh there's probably going to be an ad oh get better youtube oh no there it is but it's coming through my computer speakers for some reason let me change the the whole input here oh my how stand clear of the closing doors (laughs) how (laughs) (laughs) this is nothing to do with uh you buying, you buying things. Somehow we went from soup being toured, poured down the toilet. <laughs> How did we get here? All right, it was soup. Because I brought up the black toilet. And then oh, you, that's right. And then the black material. And then... They're wearing the black accidents. material. Yeah, and then accidents. Man, this is slow like, as fuck. Yeah, what's wrong with your computer? Just slow. Trying to change the input and it took that long to open up the preferences. Unbelievable. Damn. It is. It is. Damn is the correct response. Now we'll get the site to load here. All of that for this. Just some muffled, shitty old recording. Man, 
what a great computer voice that is. <laughs> a train scared the hell out of me because the one really time, i loved it no there was one time we were in the front car i was a kid we used to go to the airport just to hang out my dad was yeah like, did you ever go there and like return the carts for like 50 cents no i never did that i was in, oh. in the desperate need for money <laughs> okay returning the carts for 50 the fact that carts cost money in the first place is ridiculous you travel anywhere else in the world those carts are free i know it's a deposit you get that you get it back do you Yes, that's why that's why people would leave them and then you could take them from like the parking lots and stuff and you could return them back to their thing and get the 50 cents. Well, at this point, I feel as though they're using credit cards and stuff on the machine. So, yeah, it's different now. I'm saying this was back in. Well, now they're charging. Anyway, I was riding that train, the plane train that they call it now, which I can't stand the name of the plane train. What did they call it back then? I was in the front. I don't know. People mover. That was a big thing. The people mover. Not any better, but at least what does it, this thing do? At least it didn't People. rhyme. Um, no, in the front, and then we were coming up to the last station, and the wall was there, and I thought we weren't going to stop, and we were going to slam into the wall. Oh, scary! I think about that still when I ride the train to this day. But anxiety. Back to whatever the hell we were talking about. Play that. Play that one more time. Did I already close it? I may have already closed it. Oh, okay, never mind. Love it. Yeah, I can't find it. I guess I closed it. Okay. <laughs> just search and look if you want to listen to it, just search Hal Atlanta Airport. There's a SoundCloud that's got it. Oh, Hal Atlanta Airport. The, the H must mean something. I don't know. I don't know what it meant. So anyway, you're. Uh, right. There's no way to logically get back. Talking about your depression and your need to oh. go consume. So you decide to go buy things with money that you don't have. Yeah. I mean, kind of have. You get a raise yet? You getting more money yet? No. Being on the number one radio show in the city. Can't even get a, a few pesos. No. How do you, how do you ask for, can you get a raise every year? There's no, Am I supposed to get a raise no, every year? There's no law. The standard is uh, cost uh, increase of living, like a cost of living cost increase. Cost of living raise, yeah. Yeah. But so what sh- is it, like a 3% raise? Usually, 2 to 3%. It's not much, but it's there. And, yeah. you know, a lot of companies have moved away from that, though. It's not even a thing that they do that often anymore. And they've been moving away for years. And then 2008 hit, and that changed everything. With the recession, every company then claimed poverty forever. We're not back. We're not. We're not back at full speed. We just can't do that. You're lucky to even have a job. You see all these people who don't have a job. You're lucky that you have this job. So don't complain. Yeah. And then they'll say like, "Hey, you know, we did so much better than we thought this year. Like we thought this year wasn't going to be very good, and it's exceeded our goals. It's exceeded the goals we originally set before the pandemic." It's like, oh, okay. So still, still dying though, right? Still no, no money for the people that work for you. No money. Okay, got it. Only- Listen, I make a lot of money. For what I do and uh, maybe just in general. Um, and I'm working on being able to use that money m- more wisely, you know, not 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 more wisely um, by like paying off debts so that each month my, you know, like overhead isn't so large. What the fuck paying off debts? You're what? What are you doing? You're huh? an awful American. Good Americans get in debt and they oh. stay trapped in debt. Yeah. And the credit card companies want you there. They offer you all these cards that you shouldn't be getting. <laughs> Take it. Come on. 
get the card and then buy things that you shouldn't be getting. And then you won't yeah. be able to pay it off, but you got the minimum. We're going to charge you all the interest at some insane rate. It's like 20%. Well, I've been paying, like I said, I've been paying off the cards every month. And then I have one card that I had some debt on that was at 0% for until, <clears throat> for like, you know, however long, like 22 months or something. And so that's over in November. But I wanted to just pay that off so I didn't have to have the overhead each month. So I'm doing that. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's responsible. That's smart. Because I was leaving it because I have money in my savings and I was leaving that there because that's making a teensy bit of interest versus this other thing that is at 0%. So like, there's no well, downside. And not pay. But now I'm having to pay. So now I'd, I'm not going to have to pay it off. Uh, I'm not have to pay on it each month. So that way I'll have more each month. Well, the interest save. thing, the interest savings, what is this? What's the account with? It's an online bank called Immigrant Direct. Do they give you a de- I mean, savings accounts in general are awful ways to make interest. But, yeah, you know, the big banks give you nothing. It's like, oh, you made two cents. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Immigrant thank Direct you. used to be a, a percentage that was much higher, but now it's only 0.35%. <laughs> Yeah, I think even with credit unions, you can get 2% or something. But yeah, so, you know, having that money in there, the interest is negligible. It, it's, it really angers me. Oh, thank you. You took my money. You invested it. You played the stock market with it. Maybe you lost the money. And then, you know, it's still my money. So you have to give it to me. Uh, Boo hoo. But overall, you're making money off of my money. And I'm seeing two cents. Yeah. Fuck off. That's why well, that's I've, why you have to do your own thing, right? Like you have to take it out of there. Well, that's why somewhere. Yeah, I pretty I, I've had Bank of America for whatever reason. Just when I was a kid and it's like, I'm going to open a bank account. It was the first bank that was near yeah. my house. So we went and I opened the account. And I just had it since. And, you know, once you're wrapped up in it, it takes a little while to untangle yourself. So I had the checking mm-hmm. account. I had the savings account. And then I used to keep my savings in there. And then I finally opened the credit union account and I moved everything except for like a thousand dollars. I keep in the savings account in bank of America. Cause I don't want them to have anything of mine. I should just leave completely, but then I have yeah. the credit card through them. That used to be my primary credit card. And you know, it's easy to pay. You just, but it's easy to pay any credit card. Now this is the point. This is boring. I don't need to go into the details of it, but big <laughs> banks can suck it. It's the point. It's the point. Suck it, B of A. Chase. Suck it. Oh, Chase is for the exclusive. If you're not rich enough, you can't bank with us. Get the fuck out of here. That this is things that people strive for. And look, I fall for it. I fall for it some because uh, I've been you know, talking about consumerism. I'm looking like I'm in this point for whatever reason. I just want to rack up as much credit as I can. Not spending. Not spending the credit. I just want to have available credit. I want like hundreds of thousands of dollars because in my mind, uh, having all the credit, this is not real. This is delusional on my part. But having all that credit, the the credit issuers see it and like the, the, the saliva starts to build in their mouth and they like, oh, he's going to spend. He's going to spend. And then I don't spend a fucking thing. And I think I'm sticking it to them. It's like, why does he have $100,000 available credit and he hasn't used any of it? What is wrong with this person? And then I imagine there's discussions about me around the water cooler. And <laughs> I know I'm self-important. So self-important that I'm talking to myself right now because Autumn has disappeared. And I'm back. I, now you're back after a short delay and the magic of yeah. editing. You were actually gone for like 10 minutes. 
not while I was talking, but I was talking and then, and then we had to stop recording because your computer <laughs> took a crap. Yeah. It's giving me that. Is that called, is that the blue screen of death? Well, your computer started back up. Yeah. So it's not death. It's not completely death. It's not like, um, that sex in the city episode where I, she got a sad Mac. No, nothing like that at all. Your computer is still working, even though apparently, what did you say? It's starting to crap out more. Yeah, this it's a new. Well, it's new from the company. They sent me a newer, nicer computer, and it was really great for a while. And then it just started to give me that blue screen thing, you know, where it's like, "Hey, something about your memory, you're fucked." And it and it, then it takes a while to like shut down, and then it comes back. And it, an operating system exception was caused by memory. Why can't I read? An operating system exception was caused by system memory. Press yes to run thorough memory diagnostics to scan for any memory errors. Approximately 39 minutes. Well, someone, <laughs> someone listening will help you. I'm sure. Well, I'm sending it to Rick. Out of the told Rick about it. Out of the goodness of their heart, they'll listen. Like, Autumn, that's easy to fix. Here's what you do. Oh, thanks, dudes. I have no clue. It could be a lady. Why is it to be a dude? Oh. Just because he'll expect some kind of attention in return. I helped her. A, bl- a bloge. Can I have your phone number? No, I'm not going that far. What are you saying? Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the back <laughs> of their creepy mind. Yeah. It's when exchange. In the back of their dome. Exchange phone numbers. What I was saying, I guess you didn't hear any of it. I'll just give you the short version is okay. I'm on this kick these days where I want to rack up as much credit as I can, not spending, but available credit. So I have this idea of applying for all these credit cards just so I can have hundreds of thousands of dollars of, av- of available credit. <laughs> and then I don't spend any of it. I don't use any of it. And it really right. angers the credit card companies, even though it won't. And they don't pay that close of attention. That's my idea, though. This is my way of dabbling in the world of credit cards and the grossness of the predatory lending, and which is what I consider credit to be, and you know, beating them at their own game, which yeah. is pointless and fruitless. I kind of want to do that Dave Ramsey thing, where I don't know, he like helps you financial advice. Like they give you, I think he gives you like tips. Right. On how to like not be in debt and then, um, you know, like buying your car outright. So you never are in any debt. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I mean, not being like in debt. Shot. It's easy to say buy your car with cash. Sure. Wonderful. I mean, the truth is, I guess I could pay off the rest of my car, but I don't want to. To me, it's, no, to me, it's worth having the money there. It makes me feel better having that additional money at, available in case I need it than paying off the car and paying the interest rate of You're 2%. not going to need it. Well, you know, I'm not going to get a need bunch it. of money back. You don't know what happens. You never know what happens. Maybe I do need it. <laughs> of course it. you never know, but you're probably not going to need it. I mean, at that point, I could use my available credit <laughs> that, hey! I, that I racked <laughs> up. Oh, oh, what led to this, though, was huh. the prestige that comes along because I shit on Chase and how people buy into you know these things. It's like I'm part of the bank that only lets in people who have a certain amount in their bank account. And I don't know if Chase is... Oh, I was going to say, is that a thing with Chase? I don't know if they're that strict anymore, but it was known that if you're poor, don't go with Chase. Maybe with the fees and stuff, too. Oh, I didn't know that. All the crap that they charge. It's like minimum balance. You didn't meet it, so we're going to take even more money from you. Oh. 
when I, if I ever get those things on my checking account, I get so mad. Rightly so. I don't know how it's legal. Like, I guess it's I just. Don't it's it, a print. Like, you signed it, so. Exactly. It's there. They, they made it up. Yeah. But how do you justify it? You're not providing us, again, going back to me talking about banks right. taking your money and investing it. You're not providing us enough money to invest on our behalf. So therefore, we've got to charge you a little more. It makes Ugh. absolutely zero sense. And any maintenance is bullshit. Yeah. What maintenance are they doing? Are they going in and like sweeping up at the end of the night? What are well, they doing? Why does it cost more to maintain a poor person's account than a rich person's? Because if you're above the limit, then you're not getting the maintenance fee. I guess because you're giving them enough oh, money to that. play around with. Yeah, quite often it is maintenance fee. This is the one thing that happened with me switching my money out of Bank of America. Since I don't keep enough in the savings account there, I really should just close it altogether. Yeah. They charge me $5 a month and it says monthly maintenance fee. And I looked into it. It's because I don't keep enough of a balance in there. And I could Take get your money out of there. What are you doing? It's just that's the easily accessible money in case something happened. I can get it. Yeah, fast. but just use a different bank. I have a different but bank. I have a credit union, but I don't know where the card is. I could just get a oh. new card, I guess. <laughs> or just get a new bank. You can you can have your money in all kinds of banks. Sure. I just don't. I Ones that don't charge a fee or you can call them and say, hey, I don't want to pay this fee anymore. You're right. And they'll probably give you like different options of different accounts to have where you and, don't have to pay the fee. And my excuse was going to be, oh, yeah, but it's, a, you know, it's just me being lazy. It's exactly where they want me to be. It's like, it's yeah. so much work to move stuff out. And then I have to change the account on so many different things, which is true these days, more so than yeah. it used to be. It used to be easier to switch banks, I would think. But now that it's tied to so many different things, like even at work, direct deposit, I'm like, oh, I got to figure out how to do that. I don't know how to do that. It goes into your, the easily accessible yes. account. Yes. Oh, ew. Just call the bank and say, yo, I'm not paying this anymore. Tell me what to do. I should just ditch hey, them just all like together. That. Yo, 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 what's up? <laughs> He's like, New York. And I'm like, burr, burr. <laughs> I'm out of here. But the prestige thing I was going to say, like, I'm looking at this stupid Amex yeah. platinum card, mm -hmm. which has like $700 annual fee. And I know that it's a status thing for the most part. People get it because it's status. Like it does have benefits that come along with it, but you can offset that fee, but you really have to work at it. You have to put in the yeah. time and the effort and make sure that you're doing it. And you have to travel a lot with that card. But you know, it's, it's a metal card. And as much as I'm opposed to all of this stuff and just, you know, this idea in my head that I want credit, but I don't want to spend it. But I see this thing and I'm being lured in. Like, I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to have. I kind of want yeah. that, I think. Yeah, I get it. That's what I mean. It, it makes sense. They're they're appealing because you do get something from it. But really, in the end, again, it's a it's 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 almost like a snake eating its own tail because it's consumerism consumerized. Right. Because you're it's a way to spend money on things. But now this is like a way to spend money before you spend the money. <laughs> yes. It's uh, getting a little meta. You're spending yeah. money on the thing that you use to spend money. Right. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to buy this credit card, <laughs> but you're getting lounge access. Like I don't even travel that, is, that much that is anymore. Fucking sweet though. I know it is. I don't, I, I used to travel a lot for work and recently I haven't traveled much and neither has most people 
Is right. that the correct way to say that? <laughs> have, neither have. Neither have. Yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say. Um, but neither have most people. That's opening back up. And I have this idea. It's like, I'll go to the lounges. I'll get this card and I'll travel so much and I'll go to the lounges and then I'll get my $200 hotel credit that has to be booked through the Amex site. So I won't even be getting a deal in the first place because I could probably book it through Orbitz and save $500. But no, through Amex, I'll pay more, but then I can get the $200 credit. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm even falling into this. I'm going to do it, though. I think I will. Really? I don't How know. much is it a, a year? $700 a year. $695 a year. I don't know when I got so bougie is the thing I want to say. Because before, flying in, like we just flew to London and we flew in coach. I'm not getting fancier seats and I'm fine with it for the most part. But like the pull to be in the fancier seats is becoming more and more as I get older. And the truth is you, you fly for seven hours, you're done. And then you're happy you didn't spend an additional thousand or two thousand dollars for a stupid seat on the plane. And shame on the fucking airlines for making the coach seats so unappealing in the first place. Well, they really do, um, like, they really do cheat a lot of the space that a human being is required to have, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, 12 inch by 12 inch square, you know, is like what you get to sit in, basically. And if you're a bigger human, you're absolutely fucked in coach. Exactly. You could clearly see, like, I used to love the window seat. But now I feel so claustrophobic in it because you're so trapped in there. And, yeah, I used to be that way too. And now I'm all, I'm aisle baby. As am I. You can, I can envision pretty clearly if there's some kind of emergency where the plane's on fire, but like it's on the ground and you're just stuck there. You know, you see the, how long it takes to deplane as it is. But when the chaos is like being stuck just in that spot and completely helpless, so I don't sit in the in the window seat anymore. And I think the whole thing is a push, obviously, to get you because they have the first class business class now. And now there's like the middle class. So before it used to be first class and coach. Right. And now for uh, seats that are like on the or what are they? Maybe maybe there's certain ones that like are the window or are the aisle. You'll get I have a little star and you have to pay extra for them. Oh, yeah. The preferred seat preferred yeah it's still a shitty coach seat but you know most people would prefer this seat when right. they're in shitty coach than the middle seat or the back seat near the toilet so oh, i i refuse to ever sit at that like stiff backed like hard looking they back know this seat next to the toilet they know this this is why they will get you like i yeah. used, used i thought you were gonna say i refuse to pay these fees which oh for, no i'll throw 20 bucks at a nice seat for the longest time i refused on principle alone but now it's gotten to the point it's like okay fine i'm gonna do I it i think the more that i've spent money i feel like pfft, i could piss away 20 bucks at at target five times over i'm gonna spend 20 bucks on this nicer seat that i want yes when you compare it to other things it is easier sometimes because yeah. the, like you said at the end of the day it's 20 dollars but it still sucks that you're shown the price yes. of travel. Yeah. You think, okay, it's a, that's a reasonable ticket. And then when it's all said and done, there's an additional 60 something dollars tacked onto it. It's well, like, and like, I know with Delta, there's basic economy and then there's economy. Do you know what basic economy is? I mean, you don't get the check bag and you don't get to pick your seat at all. You at don't get any to pick point. your seat. Yeah. You just wait until you check in and they assign a seat to you. And you hope it's not that, you know, peasant 
toilet seat back there. They know most people <laughs> don't want to do that. So, you know, they play into that fear. It's like, I don't want to get that seat. Because then you have to sit with it for a few weeks. You, you know what? Actually, I think you're allowed to pick your seat once you can check in. So 24 hours before, probably. But still, still like dangerous game. It is. And they <laughs> yeah. prey on this. Yeah. And it's representative to me. Like there's a poll now, though, to there was a few times I flew first class when I, my last job when we would travel. And the main reason for that, obviously, we wanted to fly first class. Um, but the main reason is when you check all the bags and the equipment that becomes so expensive. Right. That. If you get first class, cheaper. yeah, it's cheaper. It offsets some of the baggage cost, and it was cheaper. And, you know, we had some long flights in those lie flat seats. And so I was in this self-contained unit, and it was nice, and I liked it until we deplaned, and the boarding door was behind first class, and then everyone else wanted to get off. So the flight attendant held out their arm and blocked everyone so us first class passengers should, could get off first. And when I used to sit in first class when you would board in front, you know, they let you on the plane first. And I was embarrassed to have other people walk on the plane. Like some people in first class, I feel like to look at you when you walk on <laughs> and you have to walk through their section and they, they make eyes like, yeah, that's right. I'm here. You're not. I Fuck. always feel like first class is filled with, um, sort of, uh, middle aged white dudes that kind of have like a stomach. I feel like they're <laughs> all a little bit overweight and look busy. And are wearing like a polo shirt. I feel like that's every guy in middle class. I mean, in a first class. I wonder what that is because quite often with business, like business people, and this was the thing with my job, these, these tickets are outrageous. They're pretty out there with their pricing. But when it's not your money, you don't fucking care. And I know that they lean into this. They're like, all right, companies are paying for these tickets. And it ends up being a write-off for the company. Yeah. So, you know, it's not even necessarily accessible to people unless they want to spend a shitload of money. And obviously there are rich people who spend money or people who have additional income who will spend the money. But to me, it's, it's not at a spot where it's still worth it, but it's fucking tempting as much as I hate it. it and it's has, as much as I'm embarrassed and ashamed when I'm sitting up there, I want it. I want it. I don't think that you've become bougie. I think you've, you've sort of leaned in to having, um, needs. No, but these are, Superfluous needs. Superfluous. These, I don't need any of this stuff. I know what you're saying, but I do. No, but how about not needs? All right. Just like letting yourself want something. Yeah, that's happening a bit. Like I, I used to not care. I cared about where I lived, but it didn't need to be a fancy place. And people who saw like my first apartment on Sullivan street, there was a shithole. But to me, I was living in New York city alone in lower Manhattan and it meant something. It was cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most people probably wouldn't have wanted to live in that space. And I was able to, and I really didn't mind. And my last apartment was pretty small, but it was nicer, much nicer than the, that apartment. And now the apartment now I live in is, is very nice. It's got two floors for God's sake in New York city. And that in itself embarrassed me. Like when the pot guy comes and brings the delivery and he comes mm -hmm. inside, I'm like, ugh. I don't know. He's going to think that come up to the second floor. I don't. Yeah. I mean, there's still this shame that's tied the to lounge. It. But now, you know, with, with flying, as I said, uh, I want the better seat theater. I know the fact I'm going to theater in the first place, but I do live in New York and there's Broadway theaters and, um, poor people love the theater. It's okay. I would use, I, I would, I would always want a good seat, 
But it's like, whatever, I'm here. I can deal with wherever I'm sitting and that's fine with me. But now it's like, no, I want the good seat. I don't, I can't yeah. be sitting in the back or traveling. I'd stay in a hotel. It's like, as long as it was clean, it didn't need to be the nicest. But I'm getting to the point where it's like, I don't know, I want a little nicer. I, I, I just don't want to live in like the Airbnb that I used to stay in when I would go to London the, the few other times. I stayed in the same place because I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. It wasn't that nice. It was actually kind of crappy, but not dirty. I was like, this is fine. And this trip, I'm like, no, no, I got to find something nicer. I don't good know for you. No, not good for me. I don't know what's happening Yes, to me. you're allowed to like things. This is what happens. You open yourself up to this fucking world where people present you with all these options that cost a lot more money and that are, aren't accessible to everyone. And then you use it to feel better about your status in life. I don't have any time or any room for that. And I need to destroy what is happening to me. I don't need to buy fancy furniture, though I did when I moved into this new apartment. Though, though, in my defense, it's not super fancy. It's just well built because cheap furniture is cheap furniture and yeah. it does fall apart. Yeah. It's flimsy and it's crap. So oh, yeah. my dresser just broke. Which one? Uh, not the not your friend's dresser that I absolutely, absolutely love. Neither of us can speak today. Um, the old one that I got when like when Travis and I first got together and I had that panic attack. <laughs> Where did you get that one? Rooms to go? No, it was at some like gigantic place out the dump like. No, my God! What the what the fuck is up with that? The dump. Shopping. It's not at funny. The dump. It's disgusting. <laughs> Don't call your store the dump. <laughs> well, that's. And if you do, go over the top and make it decorated like, you know, like it's an actual dump, and like have like a a a, a mascot that's like a garbage man or something. Or a piece of crap. A giant turd. <laughs> it's a, Turd in a toilet. <laughs> the dump. Come and no, buy my discount at, furniture. I got it at some place that's like going towards Athens. I don't know where, but um, we were shopping and we <laughs> we had only been dating for like six months, and we just we we're living we we're gonna live together, which was kind of by accident. Like I wasn't totally, you know, it was one of those just go for it things. Like just go for it, you know. So we're moving. How do you really together. feel about it? You're about to say something. I wasn't totally. Well, well I, I, I didn't. I wasn't totally ready to do it. I had moved into my first apartment by myself. I lived there for six months. I really liked it. I lived in the trees, I felt like, because I was like facing the woods and I was on the third floor or something. And I loved it. But um, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're going to move in together and we're buying furniture. I'm surprised buying, you like, lasted because if I were in that position where I just did something and I wasn't ready to do it, but I felt like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go for this because the other person wants to do it and I don't want to let them down or whatever it was. I would have destroyed that relationship. Even if I tried not to, I wouldn't have been able not to destroy it. It would have happened. So, well, I did love him and we got married and had two kids. Yes. So it didn't, it wasn't such a bad idea, but I took the risk. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but during this shopping uh, experience, <clears throat> I didn't realize what was going on at the moment, but I was having like a little bit of a panic attack where like I couldn't breathe and I had to sit down. I felt really dizzy um, because I I had never purchased like furniture sets before and I felt like what we're buying furniture sets and I just got out of a five year relationship and I'm with this new person for six months and we're moving in and I'm by together I've never done that. 
<laughs> I think this sounds like a very normal reaction. I don't think the reaction is the crazy part of this story. It's not. I'm saying, though, it's just interesting that that's what happened. So anyway, I bought that. It is very like, fitting of you. But anyway, you yeah. bought it. How much did it cost? 2009, 2010. I don't remember. But yeah, so I've had it for, gosh, that's insane. Has it been 10 years? No, it's Holy been more shit. than 10 years. 2009? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How that's, did, that's actually not that, was, that good. I don't understand how something falls apart when it doesn't really move. So I guess it was well, the dresser. Yeah. I'm sorry, like the, the drawer. I, yeah, okay. The drawers are broken now, some of them. Yeah, not the best design. Mm-mm. See, I sound snooty. Listen to me. This is, this is coming. You're right, though. This is You're coming. Okay. It's okay. You're allowed to don't when you have things around you in your home that make you feel comfortable and are aesthetically pleasing, that is important. That's where you live your life. You're allowed to surround yourself with things that make you happy. If you feel like having thousands of cats, you know, make you happy, like those animal hoarders, there's something wrong with you. But you wanting and spending and having the money and spending the money on furniture that you enjoy, even though it's expensive and whatever, it's still it's a good thing that you did that. That's the line, though. What is the line between that and being the cat owner? Because... Sure, getting nicer, you know, I was shitting on myself for getting nice furniture. We went in together, we got nice furniture, Christina and I. And then I, I did backtrack. I'm like, you know what, getting nice furniture isn't a bad thing because it does last and it's sturdy and there's a purpose to it. It's right. not. it's already lasted for 30 years. Really, well, the, the older furniture that I bought, you know, this all coming from the guy who bought a vintage high dresser and then said, I like this and did research and found the matching sets from, you know, the That's 1960s amazing. Bassett. Uh, furniture with star inlays. And I found the low dresser and the, the two nightstands. And then, you know, the low dresser was in Philadelphia and the nightstands were in Boston. So I went out of my way to do this and it was fun. That's so cool. I have to say that it was fun and finding it and completing at least there's more to the set, but that's all I need. I don't have a king size bed. I don't need the headboard and there's another smaller low dress. I don't need it all, but finding what so, I wanted, yeah. it was, it mm-hmm. was satisfying and I don't think that was out of line, but at some point, you know, I think boredom drives buying things. I think negative feelings drives buying things. There's obviously a status thing that goes in, whatever drives that with people, why they feel a need to prove that they're better than others drives a lot of this. And I just don't, I'm trying to find the balance. So it's a, for the longest time living modestly <laughs> to living average that's, yeah. where, that's where i'd like to hit average i think if you were filling your space with like ridiculous things that you don't need then that would be like why are you doing that you know i mean for me i do buy things because i'm bored or i think we all do though especially yeah. with the internet it makes it so much easier and it's impulse but but, but if you do it on amazon you just return it <laughs> That's what I keep doing. I buy stuff and then I return it because I'm like, well, I don't need this. Like dumb. what? And I bought this like long silk like tube thing and you put it on top of your head and then you wrap your hair around it while it's wet and then you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, your hair is curly. How much <laughs> did this cost? It. it wasn't that expensive. It was like 10 bucks. Oh, 
Maybe under 10 bucks. But I, so I have it by the door because I'm returning it. So like, well, I got it. I was like, this is so stupid. I don't need this. I don't even want to curl my hair. Did it work? I didn't try it. I mean, I put it on my head and like tried to do the thing. And then I was like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like I, said, of- I don't even want my hair is right now. Like I like it really straight. So what am I doing? I just saw it on TikTok and I went to Amazon and snatched it up. It worked. Was it a direct yeah. ad or was it an influencer pushing it on TikTok? Oh, it wasn't. It was just someone talking. She was like talking about something else while she was taking her hair down. You sure she wasn't paid? Uh, it didn't say sponsored at the bottom. Maybe it she's lying about it. Maybe she's lying. Is that a legal Maybe. thing? Do you have to put that there? I think so. Yeah. I, need to I know on Amazon. I'm sorry. On um, Instagram, you do hashtag ad. Yeah. I wonder what drives that. If it's terms of service, if it's a law, I don't know. I have no I don't clue. know, but you can always tell because it says sponsored at the bottom. It is one of those things, though, like they, an item that you don't need. Most things in the world are exactly that. People don't need this, so how can we fool them into thinking that they need it or it's something that they want? And we're all just sitting there waiting. Uh, they're waiting on us to have a moment in our life to say, oh, I need something to fill this hole. There it is, the silk tube. <laughs> It'll give me curly hair because the curly hair will make me feel more confident about myself, which will then put me out in the world with more confidence. And then I will meet more people and I'll be in a spot that will fulfill me and all my dreams. That's, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, I am, you know, I am on a little bit of a, a new little, um, I think I was sort of, I don't know, not dormant, but like satisfied with where I was in my, I don't know, my mental health, like self discovery. <laughs> sounds so stupid, but it's true. Um, and I'm coming to a, a crossroads right now where I'm, I'm needing something else. Like just staying in this uh, stage is not working. What is the stage? I have stage? to keep going. What stage? The stage is, this? is where like things the status quo. Like keep using your same coping mechanisms, just you know. But what happens, like what happened yesterday was I got really lonely and I got really sad and I felt real squirrely, which is what I call it, when I like am restless and I'm I, I'm seeking something out to not feel this feeling anymore and get like a quick fix of something. So of fulfillment in some way. So I need to start, I think I need to start um, being comfortable. I need to learn how to be comfortable being alone. So you bought an egg chair though. This is, so when you're talking about this, this is funny to me because you showed me a picture of the egg chair you bought from Ikea and it's for the outside. So it's going to sit on your, it's not from Ikea. It's from Amazon. Oh, you went to Ikea though. Yeah. Cause I needed, um, I ordered, what I thought was uh, uh, pillows, but from Amazon, but they were just the uh, the the cases. So I wanted to go to get I- cheap IKEA. Okay, so you still like, went pillows. to IKEA. You're feeling sad. Yeah. You go to IKEA, and this distracts you. But you didn't really buy much there. But you bought this egg chair, and you were showing yeah. me the picture, and it shows a silhouette of a person sitting in the egg chair with their two kids next to them. And I think you talking about being lonely and then seeing that silhouette. It was, oh, wow, I can have this chair and it'll bring my kids closer to me and I won't feel so lonely. Like, I'm not saying that's the exact train of thought, but somewhere 
this thing preyed on the sadness and loneliness that you were feeling, and it showed okay. it showed a bunch of you're, people enjoying it. No, no, you're you're a little off. So I understand why you think that. It's not crazy for you to say that. But what happened? What happened was I was at Target and I saw a chair like that. I was like, cool, really like this chair. I want to have this on my porch. And as the weather is getting nicer, I want to sit in it. And like, I, I keep thinking in my head to read a book, which I know I'm not going to do. I'm going to be out there on my phone. But uh, then it was a little expensive. And so I got it online. Um, what I also picture and what I hope will happen is that the kids will go out there and sit on it, like on their iPads or with Ellie reading, you know, or something like that. I, I my kids are close to me. I have no problem I, I have no fantasy of like, what can I do to get my kids closer to me? Like, it's cool. Oh, that's yeah, not, that's, that's fine. Uh, that's not even what I meant. I can see how it came off that way. It wasn't the a commentary on the relationship with your kids. I think it's just showing closeness with other humans. No, but see, I'm trying, see, I'm trying to figure out how to get myself happier alone. And so I think this egg chair will do it. <laughs> I like the ideas you have with the egg chair. And will any of them come true? Probably not. And that's not. No, I like. I sit, now that the weather's. <laughs> I've been sitting outside eating my breakfast. But reading a book every morning. I mean, you're going to read oh, a book I know. on it. I love are the, the kids, idea of reading. Are the kids going to get to the spot? It's like I got to go outside to the egg chair. It's part of my routine when I get on the iPad. Maybe, maybe it's a nice spot. I know kids can take to spots and they get cozy mm -hmm. in them. But in general, usually, whatever you fantasize doesn't doesn't play out that way. Which isn't I mean, a bad the space thing. is smaller it's not that small but like i i like i i think i will use it i like the idea of this taking up your whole patio porch it's not that big <laughs> i just, hope <laughs> just no more room out there except for the giant egg chair i know well i do have this like toddler trampoline that i've had forever and the kids don't want to get rid of it because it was from grandma and so i was talking to travis about it and he was like oh it's such a shame you know, that, that it broke this weekend. Oh. It's like, oh, I, I like that idea, but I feel bad lying to them. Well, you could just tell them the truth. We're getting rid of it. I'm sorry. It's done. Yeah. They're way too big for it. Yeah, then get rid of it. And then they'll throw a fit. And then they'll forget soon. Then they'll have the egg chair. Sit in your egg chair and shut up. I do think it's funny that people feel a need to lie. I get it. To come up with stories. Oh, it's broken. I had to get rid of it. Instead of just saying the truth, you're too big for it. It's taking up too much space. Yeah. I don't want it anymore. And then they, well, well, like too bad. I know. I heard, um, I started back watching Below Deck because it's got a chief stew that I really like named Aisha. She talks like this. And she's so pleasant. I love her. <laughs> anyway, she, uh, oh, so there was the captain on there was saying like, um, uh, oh, because he's he's they're all Australian and he thinks he's like teasing this one guy and the guy's taking it really personal. He's being real baby about it. But he's like, you got to you got to be kind of mean, you know, to the people. You know, he's like, you got to push your babies out of the nest. You can't you, you know, you got to push them out. Yeah, they're going to fall. But that's OK. They'll get back up. You got to push them. So it's like, oh, yeah. All right. So maybe I'm. I'm thinking that right now while you're saying like, just tell them the truth and let them be disappointed so that they can learn to deal with disappointment. And they're already being trained to be good consumers when they grow up because they have this idea of this trampoline and what their life is with the trampoline. And without the trampoline, their life is nothing. And they need that trampoline in their life. Oh, they're all, I mean, 
talk about consumers. They want to buy everything. And like, especially around Christmas when, you know, they see things on ads or whatever. Oh my God, the stuff that they want. And then they don't even give a shit when they get it. No. I don't understand why we buy presents at all. Because first of all, they've got the iPads and that's really all they want to do. I mean, Ellie, Ellie's reading a lot, which is cool. And Pete is a little better at like using his imagination and like playing with his toys. But Elliot, especially like she doesn't give a shit about toys. She plays in the shower a lot. <laughs> she, like, that's kind of the only place. That but they st- but, of... Yeah, but they still want it. Like it does start early. Yeah. Uh, you think about being a kid when we had cartoons that were direct tie-ins to product lines. Like the cartoon existed because the products were out first, the toys. Transformers is an example of that. It wasn't even like a spinoff. All right, we have this kids show and now we'll start selling products tied to it. Like it's all done together. And then you have zero impulse control as a kid and you want the thing. Like you said, once you get it, do you really play with it? No. This is my egg chair. Am I really going to play with it? Well, I mean, like you said, the egg chair hopefully will be used. But I think in general, quite often, it is the trap that everyone falls into. You just buy things. I want this. And there's good intention behind it. It's representative of a change in your life or a lifestyle that you want to live or something mm-hmm. that can support that, supplement it. But ultimately, I get a fucking, what is it called with the meat and cheese board? A Char- charcuterie board? Yeah, that, that I'm going to be the kind of person that is that. A no, charcuterie board? I'm never going to be that person. I'm not going to be a person who serves cheeses and slices of aged and smoked and dried meat oh i am that person well then you should get one i do well so we got one as a wedding gift and i saw it like a couple of weeks ago over at (laughs) travis's house in his cupboard and i was like i want that can i have that yeah you know so took it (laughs) so you got it and then i had people over and i put and i and they were all very impressed with the little cheese board thing i had good yeah i stole it from trav i'm glad you used (laughs) it after how many years yeah, <laughs> 10 probably. Wait, we got married in 2012, so 10. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, we might have used it like once before. I know I did that stupid thing when you're doing the re- wedding registry at Bed Bath & Beyond. Like, you register for the fucking picnic basket. The fucking picnic basket. <laughs> well, we live right next to Piedmont Park and we'll take a picnic. We never touched it. Oh, never, yeah. Ever, I was going to say, how many, how many picnics did you go Not on? Not a one. That's what I don't want to fall into. Yeah. I've been looking at, we can wrap this up soon, but I've been looking at fancy watches now. Like I'm not even a watch enthusiast. I, I can appreciate a watch and the engineering and design that I goes into it. I think it's cool. I think, I think because you have lived so modestly for so long, I really feel like it's a breakthrough for you. But I have my... To, to admit that you, that you want things. I have that it's my, okay to want things. I have my $45 Timex. Why do I need a fancy $1,000 watch? You don't need it. Exactly. So what's the point of it? Why would I get it? Because it gives you pleasure. But what is the pleasure? I think, okay, and I know $1,000 as far as watches go is still pretty cheap. Uh, it's like entry level high... Yeah. It's not even luxury. I don't even like luxury watches. I don't like dress watches. I think they're fucking ugly. They're gaudy. But there's a certain style of watch that I like, and there's this one company that I, I like a lot of the things that they do. And yeah, like the $1,500 is their entry-level watch. I'm like, oh, 
maybe I'll get it. But why? Well, I'm going to wear it and people so people can see it and say, oh, he's got an expensive. Who cares? That's not I what I want. I have a question want. for you. Uh, you bought those suits, right? Yes. Have you been playing with your toys? Have you, have you been wearing your suits? I have. I got two suits. One I got from suitsupply.com, uh-huh. which like these suits in the long run aren't that expensive. They're like $300. Uh, oh. I, the one I got from... Feels like a lot. The custom one I got was 400 something dollars. Because, wow. Well, it was custom. I got the measurements. and So the one I got from Suit Supply, I had to guess my me- measurements. Okay. Um, and it's fine. Like the pants needed to be hemmed and reworked a bit. So I took them to a tailor. And the jacket, I feel like it's a little too Did big. you take it to a tailor in New York where like, was it like out of central casting? The t- Was he like little? And he is sure. Italian. For, for the sake of this story, yes. Was he? No, he was an Asian man. So oh, was, that's even better. He was not Italian. Um, okay. And the, the the jacket, I think it was a little too big, but I did wear it to a wedding. Uh, I don't know if I'll wear that one that often just because I don't like the way it fits. But the other one, I love the way it fits because it was custom, so it's good. And for whatever reason in my life, this is the year of weddings. Me at 40 is my cousin's getting married in Virginia. I got to go to that. Another friend is getting married in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Got to go to that. Wow. Another friend is getting married in Tombstone, Arizona. Got to go to that. I don't know You're where. You're traveling. You need the card. I know. I need the card. See, this Whoa. is it. I need the card because the card's representative of a life of me of a jet setter. We'll be hanging out in the lounges in my three-piece suit. Um, where's Jared's oh my wedding? God. It's in Atlanta. All right. So that's. Still, I oh, still wait. have to travel for it. No, it's in Lake Lanier or something. Okay. But I still have to travel for it. Oh, I'm excited about that one. And then Christina's got a couple of weddings. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going Damn, on this year. Damn, you have year. a lot of fucking weddings. I know. I've never had this many. But so far with the other suit, I haven't had weddings to wear to, but I did wear it to the theater twice. <gasps> the theater. See, I get, I get. But me dressing up going to like a Broadway show is because I like, I like it. I like the idea of like the old days when people would yeah, get dressed course. up. No, going to a Broadway show and wearing like, your jeans or like basketball shorts get the fuck out of here Have a lot of people decorum. do it that's what they do i don't i don't dress shitty for an airplane i don't wear my pajamas and shit at the airplane <laughs> but most people do these days i'm with I know, you on fuck that. that i'm with you on that i even wore However, suit once on they the have plane. made things so uncomfortable that it's like yeah i need i need to be super comfortable so maybe that's a you know maybe that's why or you're so out of place you're sitting in coach shoved in that seat wearing your suit you're like what is this Sir, right? Did you belong elsewhere on this plane? Like, no, I spent. Oh all yeah, that's what you should say. <laughs> I spent it Your all. Dress, dress for the place on the plane that you want to sit, not the place where you sit. So with something like that, though, like wearing the suit, to the sh- I like that. That's for me. It feels good. Wearing the suits every day, I have this idea that I'll be a person who dresses nice, but it doesn't feel right. It feels, uh, not out of line, but it's just not natural. So I feel like I would be forcing it. And then what's the point of dressing nice every single day? For others, so um, like that's not why I'm doing it. I just can't find oh, a good for reason. Yourself. Yeah, and I'm not there. Like the, I'm not the kind of person who wants to get dressed nice every day. So, you know, me buying those suits. If I continued, there was an idea I was going to keep buying more. Then I'd have a full closet of suits, and I could wear them every day. And I could have seen myself falling into that, and then just having a bunch of suits I'll never wear. So that's that's the idea behind this whole thing. It's like I don't need all those. And it's representative of a person I think that maybe I want to be. Oh, fuck. Now I spent all this money and I'm not being that person. The truth is, you know who you are. 
just follow that. And I'm the person who needs a couple suits. I feel good with that. And that's the end of it. And maybe my fucking fancy watch that I don't need for any reason. Other than I could appreciate the, you know, it probably feels nice. And you could probably tell that it's well made. Yeah. And you could have it just like, um, you know, for fancy occasions for your fancy for your wedding with your fancy suit. Well, see, it wouldn't look fancy. fancy. It wouldn't look fancy. It was a, more of like an everyday like when I'm reading about it. The, the real snobs watch snobs like it's a very nice watch, but it's not for dress. Oh, it's casual. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, watches can get what I think is uh, really ugly. I just don't like the gold and dress watches aren't my thing. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it, it does seem like those watches are like multi-layered. Like they have a lot going on off of the wrist. You yeah. know, that's like things that turn and like little notches and all of that shit. I don't know. Oh, like a chronograph watch. Some of those. That's not dressy though, Autumn. Oh, it's not? A, a dress watch is simple. It's a simple oh. design, quality build, quality materials, but simple. The chronograph with all the buttons and stuff. No, no, that's not. How Ugh. dare you wear that with the tux? You idiot. <laughs> that's, that's, I was, you know, I've been reading the forums, but I've been spending too much time staring at this stuff. Ultimately, every day I check the stupid Amex thing to see if they'll give me like a giant reward bonus if i sign up for the platinum card and I, i'll spend like an hour just reading things about it and the same thing with the watches and this is this is the fear it's like what am i doing well if you spend a certain amount right like within the first six months yeah then you'll get some bonus yeah and so if you do that because you have you have all these flights to take this is true and this expensive watch to buy you so, might make it happen this is true it could make it happen I, I support your decision, but I'm not great with money. I can make so. this. <laughs> Surprisingly, I should have more for as much as I didn't spend, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, right. I, I, you know, ultimately I think some of this is driven by boredom though. Working from home, being at home, uh, more of an effort sure. needs to be made to add variety into life. And, and not, we've just been through something that we've never been through before, which is a pandemic. It was a confusing time. Nobody knew who to trust, what to do, what to think. We we're all trying to make our own decisions on what to feel. And now there's a threat of fucking World War Three. So <laughs> let you, just buy a watch if yeah. it's going to make you happy. Let me die in the nuclear blast with my... Oh, can I say one more thing before we go? The nuclear blast thing. Maybe, I'm, maybe this is dumb. But I don't think Okay, when I think of like nukes like hitting the United States, right? From Russia or wherever. Uh the first, the the idea that I have is like absolute desolation. Like the the image of that house being like blown to bits from that atomic, you know, testing or, you know, like um <laughs> what's her name? Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 ah! on the fence. Okay. <laughs> That's what I imagine it would be like. But I think in reality, we would just, if you're not, like, if you're in the blast zone, obviously you're fucked, right? And you've got, like, radiation, your skin's Well, if you're in the blast zone, death. it's quick. You're done. Okay, but even, like, outside of that a little bit, like, um, like the, the girl running, the naked girl running down the street in, like, Vietnam, um, I'm sorry, in um, Japan. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're burned, you're injured, I get it. But if you're not I think that that radius isn't that big. Okay. If you're just in your house and 
you go to like an interior room and you keep your windows and doors closed and like your blinds shut. I feel like it depends if on you're the, in there. If you stay in there for long enough, like maybe a week. No, it depends. You're not, probably OK. No, you're not OK. The radi- you can not- <laughs> you can lessen. You can not get radiation uh. if you just stand behind a tree and and. These are you know, not like the these are not the maybe. same size bombs as the ones dropped on Japan. Like immensely bigger and more powerful. What how why? They just made them bigger. Like those were nothing compared to these new nukes. These really? new nukes. I mean these have been around for a long time, but the ones that would be unleashed. So what you're yeah. saying, yes, if it was the size of the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima, possibly only a few miles out, you're hiding in your house, you're okay. But no, these things are much, you got to look, it depends on the bomb that's dropped, whatever is sent, but I'm sure there's some big ones and they will annihilate everything. So. Because I looked up the blast radius, radii of if, if Washington DC was hit and we were going to be fine. I think we were in Laurel at the time, which is way closer to DC than I am now. And it seemed like, oh, okay, we'd be fine. And that's close. It's also I don't not to th- say that there wouldn't be like supply chain issues, like you know, uh, uh, food scarcity, inability to get medical attention. Like I know all that, but as far as just like living through it, I feel like most people would probably be okay. Contaminated water, I get it. I'm I don't think saying. it's anything you really want to live in. I'm looking at this map now, and I don't look. It's just glancing at a map. I don't know the size of this bomb. I don't know what the different circles mean. But there's the small blast radius in the middle of Manhattan, then a green circle, then a red circle. I'm in with the red circle in Brooklyn. And then there's a blue circle and a giant yellow circle, which I assume means radiation. Um, Whatever. It's not a world I want to be in. So if it's going to happen, I would just prefer to die quickly. Yeah. It's not ideal. I'd want to survive. Yeah. Okay. That's not a nice world. I'd want to survive. I'd want to go out and accidentally contaminate myself by foraging <laughs> the wrong food that's contaminated. Yeah, you forage <laughs> the food, then somebody comes up with a gun and puts it to your head and says, give me the, the fucking acorns. And you say, no, that's shit. And then you're dead. I'd give it to them and then they'd still be mad at me. And then I'd walk away thinking like, man, they really overreacted. Exactly. <laughs> We're fine, guys. Relax. Yeah, you know, a world where my Amex Platinum card won't work is not a world i want to be in oh no way no lounges no delta lounges to no free food and booze you know what though if you live through the apocalypse you got that suit and that watch what time is it you don't know what time it is oh time doesn't matter anymore because we're all dying okay it used to be 3 (laughs) p.m how quickly things can be put back into perspective Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. Please like and subscribe, rate, and review. Support our sponsor, hoppinpepper.com. You can get 50% off some delicious hot sauce made in Chattanooga using code 1topic15. Thank you very much. Goodbye.